Yeah. Oh, it's recording. Oh, okay. Okay, sounds good. Good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Book. Do you have the? Yes, yes. You have the soft copy, right? Okay. So let's see. Where are we now? Where are we? We are at the bringer of light. Sixty-nine. And have we finished the whole of sixty-nine? So we are at chapter uh, section four now, right? Yeah. So yeah. So <clears throat> in the past past few lessons, we covered the the earlier section where uh, there was this description of the Buddha uh, seeing the the sequence, what we call Paticca Samuppada, mm. the dependent origination. Yeah, and we uh, went at length describing the the various steps. Uh, in this particular sutta, that the links uh, did not. Uh, did not go all the way to ignorance, yeah, but it stops at uh, name and form and consciousness, yeah, name and form, consciousness, mutually co-dependent arising, yeah. So <coughs> uh, last week, last was it last week? Today is Tuesday. Uh, last Monday, over at Kelvin's place, then uh, telling us. Uh, and clarified certain questions about the, the dependent origination. So she has posted the one of the picture, yeah, uh, of what I drew that day. So you all can take a look. Mm. Uh, um, the this this paticca samuppada, the dependent origination, is something that is uh, uniquely uh, Buddhism. When we say uniquely Buddhism, it doesn't mean that it belongs to Buddhism, but it is uniquely discovered by the Buddha. Uh, various religions teach about love, teach about compassion. Yeah? Of course, to different degrees. However, the teaching on dependent co-arising, uh, that is unique in Buddhism. Uh, I've also shared about how if you look at the description in, the, in this sutta and other suttas, we see that this is not a theoretical conclusion, this is not a, a thesis or paper that the Buddha come up with, but rather this is an observation made by the Buddha himself. It is like, uh, it is like if a person were to observe nature over time, then he would observe that... Uh, Certain seeds, when planted into the ground, would grow, would sprout, then grow into a plant or even into a tree. Given the right conditions, it would flower, and given the right conditions, the flower would bear fruit. Yeah? And then depending on how fertile the ground is, how uh, radiant uh, the sun is, how voluminous the rainfall is, then the fruit would differ. Yeah? So... Similarly, the Buddha observed both his own past life and the past lives of all sentient beings. And so then he observed that 
ah, this is the sequence. Yeah. <clears throat> now towards the end of this uh, this previous section, then we come upon the description of an ancient path. Yeah, the ancient path being the noble eightfold path. Uh, someone asked the question, uh, why is it that uh, as far as the as the parable is concerned, there is the mention of an ancient city, uh, an ancient capital. But whereas in the uh, parallel, uh, there's only mention about the path. Uh, there's no further description or uh, explanation within the original sutta. Uh, but in various other suttas, the Buddha has described Nibbana as uh, a city. Yeah, is mm. a city, it's yeah. a physical city. Oh uh, no, metaphorical, metaphorical city. 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 Okay. Yeah, so that would parallel this particular ancient city in a in a sense. Mm. Oh. Uh, uh, so today we continue from there on section four, uh, page sixty nine, <clears throat> the decision to teach. As we have learned from various sources. Uh, and every year during Vesak Day, we hear about the life of the Buddha where upon attaining enlightenment, um, <clears throat> there was this question of uh, whether he should teach or not to teach. Yeah? And in summary, it is about how he pondered, he reflected on how profound, how deep uh, this truth that he has realized, he has uncovered is that being so deep and profound, who can understand? Yeah? Mm. So let's look at it. Uh, paragraph 19. So you can see that it starts with paragraph 19, meaning that it's an abstract from one particular sutra. Yeah? Uh, I considered, so this I here refers to the Buddha. I considered this Dharma that I have attained is profound, hard to see, and hard to understand peaceful and sublime, unattainable by mere reasoning, subtle to be experienced by the wise. But this population delights in attachment, delights, takes delight in attachment, rejoices in attachment. It is hard for such a population to see this truth, namely, specifically conditionality, dependent origination. And it is hard to see this truth, namely, the stealing of all formations, the relinquishing of all acquisitions, the destruction of craving, dispassion, cessation, nibbana. If I were to teach the Dharma, others would not understand me, and that would be wearing and tiresome, troublesome for me. There come there upon that came to me spontaneously these stanzas never heard before. Enough with teaching the Dharma that even I found hard to, te- to reach, for it will never be perceived by those who live in lust and hate. Those died in lust, wrapped in darkness, will never discern this abstruse Dharma, which goes against the worldly stream, subtle, deep, and difficult to see. So this is the opening paragraph uh, for this section <clears throat> and as you can see uh, it is 
it, it goes into a bit more details, yeah, but uh, uh, describes what we have uh, uh, seen or heard from various sources, uh, including even in some of the uh, plays or, or uh, movies. Yeah? Mm. Uh, the, the retelling of this part of the Buddha's life. Yeah. Uh, Masufu, who, mm. <coughs> um, how did these stanzas appear to him? He thought about it, right? Well, spontaneously, this stanza, never heard before, yeah, came to, came him. to him. That means he thought about he just, it. Right? Huh, yeah. It's like, I, 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 don't, I, sh- I don't dare to compare myself with the Buddha. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure sometimes we would suddenly just have this thought, ah, you know, yeah. Like many of the mm-hmm. examples I give you all, is spontaneously mm-hmm. given. Yeah. It's not that I'm at home or in my room, I think, ah, maybe Wilson will ask me this question. I must prepare <laughs> this way. <laughs> okay? Okay. Yeah. So, a few things to take note. Uh, that this Dharma that I have attained is profound, hard to see and hard to understand. Peaceful and sublime. So, <clears throat> uh, I've mentioned before about how uh, the Noble Eightfold Path is meant to solve uh, life's suffering. Yeah? It's meant to be a solution to suffering. So why should we expect it to be trivial or simple that, or you just you know, read a few lines and you can understand? Yeah? So this, can be, uh, this is uh, evident here from what the Buddha said. But most interestingly is unattainable by mere reasoning. Uh, there's a difference between uh, reflecting upon it and reasoning it and ah okay it makes sense but that is not attaining it yeah uh, attaining it therefore is not what we acquire through reasoning mm. when you reason it out you may have a deeper understanding but that is still not attaining the truth yeah mm. and attaining the truth will be really seeing and appreciating it in its totality. Yeah. Uh, one could say it is the internalization of the truth yeah, and not mere intellectualization. Subtle. Yeah. It is not something that is like, you know, uh, so gross or in your face. Yeah. But to be experienced by the wise. Yeah. To be experienced by the wise. Uh, <clears throat> In many, in many suttas, the Buddha would highlight uh, that this is foolish, that person is foolish. Yeah. Uh, and again, I've mentioned in many classes about how uh, if a person acts foolishly or a person has a certain traits that is foolish, the Buddha would point it out clearly. Mm. Yeah. The other thing to take note, it is hard for such a population to see this truth. Yeah. But this tr- population delights in attachment. Mm. Now, this is an interesting term for the translation. Yeah, uh, in some other texts, it would translate as that the people of this time. Yeah, yeah. So here, population refers to the people, uh, the sentient beings that the Buddha see in his time. Yeah, uh, but does it mean that in our time we don't delight in attachment? Oh, we still do. Huh? Now we have more variety of things to be attached to. Yeah, yeah? So delights in attachment. Uh, 
uh, takes delight in attachment, rejoices in attachment. Is wow. there a difference? Huh? Delights and take delight. Delights and take delight. This is more linguistic, huh, the differences. Okay. Yeah. What do you all think? Delights in attachment, takes delight in attachment. Uh, I guess they are both in the same direction. Mm. Yeah. Both are in the same direction. Okay. Um, yeah. One could look at it as a matter of that level of degree. Huh? Mm. Level of degree. Mm. Uh, so here, it, in a way, you can see that yeah, if you are a person, on one hand, if you take delight in attachment, then it's hard for such a person to see the truth. But at the same time, the truth is meant for those who has attachment. Uh, so, uh, if you have attachment, that's one thing. But if you are unwilling to, uh, you don't see that the attachment is a problem, then, sorry, the truth, this teaching is not for you. But if you have attachment, but you see that it is a problem, or you see that this is something that you want to put aside in the long term, uh, then the teaching is helpful. Yeah, the teaching is helpful. Uh, there was a request to go in the anti-clockwise direction today. Uh, <laughs> yes, Charling. Uh, uh, maybe we can take a look. <coughs> Hang on, uh, let me let us. Four three zero. Yes, let's take a look. Wow, interesting, ah, uh. alaya. The word signifies both the objects of clinging and the subjective attitude of clinging. Ah. Both the objects of clinging and the subjective attitude of clinging. Ah, okay. So this could be, this could well be, the the two levels. Huh? one is that you delight in that thing. Okay. Yeah. And the other one is to delight in being attached to that thing. Yeah. But it's interesting that he 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 put the word alaya here. Uh, because in the Yogacara school, alaya means storage yeah but uh, we mean uh, let me let me go and check out the the word huh? because uh, you notice that this alaya has a long a in front alaya so in the Indian language alaya and alaya you know the the, the long and the short is different meaning huh? let me go and double check on this yeah but it could be the same word it could be the same word. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Any anything else? Okay. If not, let me pass the mic over. Maybe Gibson, right? Royston. Sorry, Royston. Okay, Royston, Royston, Royston. Let me take a look at your face. Royston, Royston. <laughs> Imprint the the face and the name. Okay. <coughs> Considering thus, my mind inclined to inaction rather than to teaching the Dharma. Then monks, the Brahma, Sah 
Ham Pati. Ham Pati. Yeah. Knew with his mind the thought in my mind, and he considered, the world would be lost, the world will perish, since the mind of the Takatara, the Arahan, the perfectly enlightened one, inclines to inaction rather than to teaching the Dharma. Then, just as quickly as a strong man might extend his flex arm or flex his extended arm, the Brahma Sahampati vanished in the Brahma world and appeared before me. He arranged his upper rope on one shoulder and extending his hands in reverential salutation towards me, said, Venerable Sir, let the blessed one teach the Dharma. Let the sublime one teach the Dharma. There are beings with little dust in their eyes who are perishing through not hearing the Dharma. There will be those who will understand the Dharma. The Brahma Shahampati spoke thus, and then he said further. Thank you. Yeah, so this is the, uh, the very famous Brahma Sahampati. How uh, many Brahmas was introduced by Buddha? Mm, I didn't do a we count, but count? a lot in but the range of... Okay. Quite a few, yeah. So this particular uh, heavenly being, this heavenly being Brahm, Brahma Sahampati. From which level of heaven do you know? Uh, this this should be. Uh, Is it still sensual realm or? No, uh, this one should be in the form world. Form world. Yeah. Rightly speaking, should be in the form world. Yeah, because uh, Brahma, uh, you know the Brahma Vihara. Yeah, four immeasurables. Yeah, that is beyond the form realm, uh, the, the 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 sensual desire realm already. Yeah, so this particular uh, heavenly being, very interestingly, he was able to take note that ha, ah, the Buddha has arisen in the world. Mm. He was able to know that, and knowing that the Buddha has arisen in the world, and that the Buddha was going to enter into Parinibbana if no one requests for him to teach. That the Buddha's mind was inclining towards inaction. Yeah. Towards inaction. Um, now, as far as this text is concerned, traditionally, uh, we look at this as the condition for the Buddha to start giving teachings. Yeah. Uh, that uh, even for the Buddha, uh, he don't simply say, hmm, I have attained Buddhahood. I want to teach, I want to make you all enlightened and I can do it regardless of condition. Uh, no such thing. Even the Buddha, when he wants to teach, there must be conditions to teach. What is the condition to teach? That there is a request to teach. Yeah? Uh, so, uh, in the in the Buddhist tradition, in all the lineages that I know, traditionally, before a class start, uh, there is actually uh, a representative, either one or two or four, who will represent a group to go and invite the venerable. Uh, in China, last time, it means to actually go to that center, 
so it's an entourage you know, going all there, tong, ching, chang, ching, chang, and then invite the venerable to come to uh, you know this village or this town to give teachings. Yeah, yeah. Over time, nowadays uh, we basically have the venerable sitting in another room or outside, yeah, uh, and then doing this. And then in some places, you know, we even do away with it. venerable walk in themselves. Yeah, so, itai puru itai, huh? So, yeah. So, maybe we should, huh? Yeah, last time when I was uh, a lay person, I attended Dharma classes. Uh, I've ever um, been asked to, we, we would rotate, la. <coughs> and then go and sing. Oh, I can't what am I supposed to say? <laughs> oh, then give us the thing to read. Yeah. Uh, over time, I start to appreciate uh, the significance of that. Yeah. Uh, usually, most students don't want to be the one to go and do the invitation. Wow, I feel very stressed. But in the Buddhist tradition, we say that the person who go and do the request, actually, uh, there's a lot of merit in that because you help to initiate the the learning, yeah, uh, and at the same time, it is significant in setting the mood, uh, the, the whole relation in the right direction. Yeah, so sometimes some of you who have known me for a while, you may, some people may <coughs> feel like, oh no, Sifu, this 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 monk uh, so young, like very tall, no, like sometimes although I don't insist on the ceremony, but there are some things like what I mentioned to someone I counseled today. If uh, I don't give unsolicited assistance, I don't go around calling and asking people, hey, do you need me to counsel you or not? Uh, why? Because uh, if we were to offer help unsolicited, then some people may feel obliged, uh, okay, okay, I'll let you counsel. Uh. Then the relationship is, is totally... Um, inverted, you know. Then it is as though I Sifu have to ask people to let me help. Yeah. So that that is not the right kind of relationship. Yeah. The right kind of relationship is the person who need the medicine should request for the medicine. Yeah. In a way, you can see it from real life. Doctors don't go around. Hey, are you sick or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's why. When patients go to see the doctor, the doctor tell you to do this, oh, okay, okay, I will do it. But if the doctors keep on coming and, you know, hey, come on, I, 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 I help you, I help you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Huh? Mm. Sometimes the patients don't know whether that there is such a doctor. Uh, so, then, your karma, your marriage is not enough. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but having said that it's true that sometimes uh, due to the lack of conditions but if you think about it uh, in, in Singapore for example the opportunity to be in touch with Buddhism is all over the place yeah? true. Uh, but when the conditions the timing is not there yet you can stay next to a temple uh, you know the, 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 the neighbours all around I wonder how many of them actually mm. will come in and look at the poster. 
Uh, uh, so, just like when we go to India, Bodhgaya, uh, day in day out, they see thousands of people come to Mahabodhi Temple. Yeah? Uh, but they don't think, ah, maybe I should go in and learn something, you know. But they, Amitofo, Amitofo, Rupee, Rupee. They, they don't ask for Dhamma, they ask for Rupee. <laughs> Amitofo. Yeah, but of course, uh, I say this not in a condescending or demeaning. Circumstances. Yeah, they have their, uh, you know, the what Kaslov, Maslov, Maslov. Maslow hierarchy of ah, needs. That, yeah, mm. for them maybe the most immediate need is they need food. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, now, now, huh? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just tell you in brief. Then maybe at another time I will um, teach you the whole process. Huh? So, can uh, okay, I WhatsApp? <laughs> just WhatsApp. Sifu come. Sifu come. Yeah, some people even ask Sifu, uh, can you go and do this one? <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, uh, I'm quite particular about this. I, I don't entertain requests that is done improperly. Is yeah, some people, they just ask me to do this, do that. I was like, huh? Come again? <laughs> so, um, in, the, in the traditional setting, then there'll be a Yingyi Si, Tiang, you know, then after, then after they will walk out. Then along the way they will until there. Then after that, when you reach there, then Ying Ching uh Okay, either the uh the the English uh Give the command, or the those who are doing it will say it yourself. Uh, the, the, the meaning, uh, sorry, uh, because I don't know how many of you super kantang. <laughs> mm. So it basically is uh, the inviter uh, pay respect to the uh, venerable. Yeah. Of course, her sang actually means her uh, sang the actually refers to the teacher. Yeah. We usually think of Hersang as monk, but Hersang actually is uh, is a term from India. Hersang yeah. Asali. So uh, you can also, for, for, as far as I'm concerned, you can use the, the traditional term which is almost like Wen Yen Wen, but you can also just say in Pai Hua. Ding Li Fa Si San Bai, Ying Ching Fa Si Sang Zuo. Yeah, then after that, uh, the in the in the uh, Yen Wen, huh, then we will say San, then you will uh, yeah, San means okay, that's, that's okay, then uh, then you acknowledge, yeah, then you just ding li, then you just turn, of course, in the very traditional one, along the way, there will be chanting. Xiang Hua Ying, Xiang Hua Qing, Yi Xing Ding Li. Then, of course, in the very traditional one, 
uh, as the venerable come in and then going up, then you will recite the Kai Jing Ji. For most, for many people, it's like, wow, okay. you go through almost half an hour, you haven't started the lesson. No. <laughs> yeah, can be a long process. <laughs> but uh, over the years, I start to appreciate that that build up, that build up itself is actually, uh, it actually serves the purpose to settle everybody's mind, to be in the right mood. And if you connect with what is being chanted, wow, it makes you really like, wow, we're going to, you know, just this Kai Ting Zi, Wu Sang Sen Sen Wei Miao Fa, Bai Tian Nan Jie Nan Zao Yu, Wo Jing Jian Wen Da Shou Zi, Yuan Jie Ru Lai Zhen Shi. So set your direction correct. Not come and just play play, you know. Yeah. But, and it's not so much well, respect civil or what, but respect for the Dharma, the teachings that you're going to receive. And to receive for what purpose? To understand, to penetrate into the, the meaning of it. Yeah, so you have the right mindset. So the direction. So the whole process actually sets the whole stage. Uh, not so much the physical stage, but the mindset of all the listeners. In, the, in some Thai centers I've attended, I've been invited to give teachings like Wat Ananda, uh, I think what Uttayamamuni, uh, they would actually recite this Pali verse. Yeah. And it's basically describing this part. Uh, it's actually describing this process of how Brahma Sahapati invited the Buddha to give teachings. Yeah. Uh, and out of compassion, the Buddha teach. Then after that, they would extend the invitation to the Venerable to say, out of compassion, please teach, yeah, then we will, okay, then we, then we ascend to the, to the seat and then we start giving teachings. Yeah. So this is, um, this is uh, the, the setting, yeah, and with this as a condition, <coughs> uh, the Buddha gave teachings. Uh, if we look at the Pu Xian Xing Yuan Ping, uh, there's this one of the uh, vow, this practice, Qing Zhuan Fa Lun, Qing Zhuan Fa Lun, and another one, Qing Fu Zhu Shi. These two, one is to invite the Buddha to give teaching, the other one is to invite the Buddha to stay on. Uh, we we learn these two as two separate things, uh, but over the years, um, when I look at this, I start to appreciate that these two actually serve the same purpose. Because at this point, if Brahma Sahabati did not appear to interject, to request for teaching, the Buddha would within 7 days or 49 days enter Parinibbana. He would, he would not teach and he may just enter Parinibbana as a Pachika Buddha. Similarly, uh, towards the end of his life, uh, the Buddha hinted to Venerable Ananda several times. Yeah, if Venerable Ananda had requested for him to stay, it is to stay for what? Or to stay because next week, uh, a Buddha, 
next week there's a lunch gathering, SGC lunch gathering. Can you please stay for one more week, uh, attend our lunch gathering? No, it's to invite the Buddha to stay on to teach. Yeah. So as far as the Buddha is concerned, his arising in the world, existence in the world, is solely for one and one purpose, to give teachings. Yeah. How beautiful. Mm. But yet, why, why would he have these dances huh? appear if his sole goal is to mm. see us teach? Well, his goal is to teach, but if there are no conditions, <laughs> it doesn't make the teaching any easier to understand. <laughs> mm. It's just like, it's just like, I know, there's this, there's some some question mark here. Mm. Uh, about, well, if the Buddha practiced for so long and, you know, he's meant to be the Buddha, then how come he still has this question mark? And that's the beautiful thing about the Dharma, you know. Mm. That's the beautiful thing. Um, the Buddha can only be responsible mm. for his side of the conditions. He has fulfilled all the cultivation and practices mm. uh, befitting of a Buddha. Mm. But if there are nobody who is ready to learn, nobody to request for teaching, then there's no Buddhahood, Samasam Buddhahood to talk about. Mm. Just as, let's say now, uh, somebody study, uh, uh, go to NIE to study. Mm. Study, study, study. Finish his his uh, his course or her course. Going to be a teacher. Suddenly, World War Three start. No, World War Three start. All school closed. Can he function as a teacher? No. He take his certificate, go back. Okay. Yeah. Wait three years later, World War Three over. Okay, class start. Then. Then he can appear as a teacher again. Yes. I want to ask this question. Uh-huh. Just now you said that um, this um, Buddha actually gave Ananda hints that he actually is actually who actually came off. But what happened if this person has meditated very highly, right? A normal person like us, uh-huh. meditate so high that actually he knows that when he's leaving, mm. maybe he's giving hint to his family that um, uh, I'm this week I'm not eating because. Uh, actually going away already. Mm. So actually, uh, I have a friend, his father is also like that. Mm. He, 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 he actually meditated so high that he actually sit at the table there and he's actually um, not receiving food anymore. Mm. And then he keep on, he, every day he dress very well because he knows he's going away. Mm. Yes. So if the children have taken the hint that his father is actually going away, mm. can the children actually um, tell the father, say, uh, why don't you stay, stay on for a while because the grandchildren are still young, you haven't mm. seen them grown up. Will the <coughs> father actually uh, be able to extend. extend his stay in this world? So in the teachings, uh, the Buddha is able to do that. <coughs> uh, then it is said that uh, there are some individuals who can do that also. Some some accounts say that those who attain uh, like the the who have attained deep concentration is able to extend as well. Yeah. Uh, but whether they want to extend is another thing. Uh. Uh, for us, we want to extend but cannot extend. Uh. <laughs> uh, then for some, you want to cut, but can cut, cannot cut. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with deep concentration, Deep concentration, uh, one thing to clarify, is not equal to enlightenment. Not so So, uh, if a person has uh, deep concentration, uh, the person may not be enlightened, 
uh, it's still up to his choice. Uh, up to his choice. Yeah. Uh, but there are several accounts of those who uh, may not be concentration, but at some point they know that their time is almost up. Yeah, within a week, then they prepare, they stop taking solid food, and then you know they they uh, they would actually sometimes drop hints. Sometimes they may even just announce and say, okay, uh, ask all the family member to come and gather. You know, yeah. Uh, so you think about it, uh, it really depends on your mindset, isn't it? Mm. If a doctor tells you versus you knowing yourself, what's the difference? You know? But unfortunately, most of, for the most part, if a doctor tells you that you have one week left, most of us, Sifu, <gasps> mm. can you help me do some prayers? <laughs> huh? mm. uh, how to reach that state? Which state? Being able to, to accept to know, or yeah. being able to know? Accept one, yeah, that's what we are doing. Know, <laughs> <laughs> to know. To know. Uh, in various traditions, uh, it is said that if you, like for example, the Pure Land tradition, uh, it, it says very clearly, if you do recitation up to a certain point, uh, you will you'll get notification. Uh, you get SMS, okay, your time is up. <laughs> not, not, not the handphone SMS, but uh, someone will come and give you update. Yes. So then why stop taking food? Well, so, yes, why take, stop taking food? Because... Solid food. Yeah, solid food. so because if a person takes food up to the last point, right, when you die, you will shit all over. Yeah, because your... The... the, the the, the brain function start to shut down, right? Mm. Then the fact that we don't shit ourselves is because the Mind part of the brain uh, is actually holding it. Yeah. So once the 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 lower level system all shut down, everything open up. Yeah. Your pee, your shit, everything. It's just like a baby mm. who has not mastered no the control. Over it. Yeah. Yes. So they were just yeah. So typically those who can. Who, who have received notification uh, for a period of time they will stop eating solid food or too much food yeah. then up to the last day they will totally abstain from food mm. otherwise imagine wow this person cultivated until very well then sit lotus lotus sit then <laughs> shit himself and very there will be a bit of a like <laughs> you know not dignified yeah But as I've shared before, this uh, this reflection on of death, yeah, uh, actually is a is an interesting exercise, you know. Once in a while you think, okay, if I have to die next week, am I okay? Am I ready to do to do so? Yeah. Uh, in a way, it is to uh, quantify your fear. To know exactly, yeah, what is troubling you about death. Whereas usually, you, yeah, don't think about that. Lah, yeah. Whether it's very far away or too bothersome to think about. Yeah, but to once in a while to think about it and say, okay, what exactly is so troubling about dying now? Uh, to ask yourself this question. You may not have the immediate answer, 
And the point is that it's okay that you don't have an immediate answer. Yeah, but at least you know what is the, the problem. What is the thing that is troubling you that you don't have an answer yet. Then at least you can, you know, perhaps take tangible steps towards it. One of the things that uh, <clears throat> some individuals have shared with me, and you can see some of the findings from hospitals, uh, to set a view, yeah, so that there's no arguments after your death, you know, for your possessions. Yeah. Uh, to me, this is a very practical step that you can easily take, and you know, settle a lot, of, a lot of problems. Yeah. But let's come back. Yeah, this is the opening, the start, yeah, where the Buddha has been requested by Braham, Brahma Sahambati. Um, in Magaha, uh, you need, need to move it closer. Okay. In Magaha, Magadha, there have appeared till now impure teachings devised by those still stained. Open the doors to the deathless. Let them hear the Dharma that the stainless one has found. Just as one who stands on a mountain peak can see below the, below the people all around. So, O wise one, all-seeing sage, ascend the, the palace of the Dharma. Let the sorrowless one survey this human breed. Engulfed in sorrow, Overcome by birth and old age. Arise, victorious hero, caravan leader, deathless one, and wander in the world. Let the blessed one teach the Dharma. There will be those who will understand. Thank you. Yeah, so this is what uh, Brahma Sahampati uh, spoke. <coughs> One of, one of the statements that is uh, most resounding is the earlier one. There are beings with little dust in their eyes. Yeah. So in Magadha, there have appeared till now impure teachings devised by those still stained. Magadha uh, is what again? Magadha is one of the cities. City, yeah. yeah. So there are those, there are teachers uh, present at that point in time. Yeah. So from here, uh, Brahma Sahabhati is able to tell ah, there are those teachers who are still stained, meaning they still have defilements. They are not enlightened yet. And so they come out with teachings that are impure. They are not able to really liberate people. And he his beseech to the Buddha, open the doors to the deathless. Yeah, so Nibbana is described as deathless. Let them hear the Dharma that the stainless one has found. Who is the stainless one? Uh, in contrast, mm. the, the, those who are not enlightened are called those who are still stained. And the stainless one here refers to the Buddha. Just as one who stands on a mountain peak can see below the people all around, so O wise one, all singing sage, referring to the Buddha, ascend the palace of the Dharma. And here so you can see some uh, metaphorical description yeah, of, of, the, of the Dharma, of Nibbana and the Buddha. Let the sorrowless one, uh, the Buddha described as sorrowless. So this 
some of this description uh, parallels the earlier description uh, in the earlier uh, passages where the Buddha uh, consider uh, the noble search uh, in the earlier uh, sections, the noble search where he compare uh, the, the Nibbana as sorrowless, uh, Ill, uh, sickless, deathless, unborn, and so on. Let the sorrowless one survey this human breed, engulfed in sorrow, overcome by birth and old age. Arise, victorious, victorious hero, caravan leader. Uh, in some of the suttas, the Buddha uh, gave this example of going on a journey. Yeah? And uh, so, this hence this description of caravan leader. He is like uh, leading a group of people on a journey, journey to where? To the city of Nibbana. Yeah? And who is at the head? Uh, he is the one. <coughs> Deathless one. Uh, this description is, uh, I think, found in Vinaya also. Yeah? That he, he, when he received uh, he don't how, how do I put it when he receives any uh, offering to him yeah, he, he can receive without any uh, problem uh, uh, no problem at all when he receives he is most deserving of that offering yeah? uh, he don't owe uh, not like oh you give me something then I, uh, I, I don't have enough merits uh, I still owe you yeah let the blessed one teach the Dharma, there will be those who understand. Mm. Okay, KS. 21. Then I listened to the Brahma pleading, and out of compassion for beings, I surveyed the world with the eye of a Buddha. Surveying the world with the eye of a Buddha, I saw beings with little dust in their eyes, and with much dust in their eyes, and with keen faculties, and with dull faculties, with good qualities, and with bad qualities, easy to teach, and hard to teach, and some who dwell, seeing fear, and blame in the other world, just as in a pond of blue or red, or white lotuses. Some lotuses that are born and grow in the water thrive, immersed in the water without a right, without rising out of it, and some other lotuses that are born and grow in the water rest on the water's surface, and some other lotus that are born and grow in the water rise out of the water and stand clear, unwetted by it. So too, surveying the world with the eyes of a Buddha, I saw beings with little dust in their eyes, and with much dust in the eyes, and with keen faculties, and with dull faculties, with good qualities, and with bad qualities, easy to teach and hard to teach, and some who dwell, seeing fear and blame in the other world. Then so this is the uh, Buddha's reply uh, to 
Brahma Sampati's request. And here there are, there are the description of uh, the different uh, different types of sentient beings in terms of their qualities. Yeah? Uh, the dust in their eyes refers to how much defilements they have. Yeah? Uh, so there are those with little defilements and there are those with much defilements. Yeah? Defilements such as greed, hatred and delusion, ignorance. Yeah? So this comparison is, if you have dust in your eyes, then you cannot see clearly. Huh? <laughs> what you, whatever you see, the whole world you see wrong. So there are those with much dust, there are those with little dust. Then keen faculties and dull faculties. This is what we call li gen and dun gen. Uh, keen faculties is li gen, dao faculties is dun gen. So what, what is these two? Uh, those who are keen faculties, it means uh, when they listen to the teachings, they are able to comprehend readily, easily. Yeah? Uh, why? Because in the past they have cultivated. So. Upon hearing, they are able to absorb easily, retain, remember, and contemplate, and then attain to the various truths. Then there are those who, after listening, uh, uh, listen until the back, forget the front. Go back to the front, forget the back. <laughs> In the Buddha's time, there were such individuals also. Yeah? Uh, but even for them, <laughs> good news, huh? the Buddha give that one of them some very simple instructions and they are also able to attain arahanhood uh, so we we don't have to uh, like be too hard on ourselves uh, or have no confidence oh, yeah, i'm down faculties uh, anybody down faculties yes huh? you all must be <laughs> kidding huh? to be able to come and attend this class your faculty should be quite high <laughs> And like what my teacher said, uh, in terms of this, this is in terms of our internal qualities. Yeah, but externally, there's also the description about how uh, is it zhen uh, fa, xiang fa, or mo fa. Yeah, so different time periods. Whether there's the true dharma when the Buddha is around, or uh, is it at the stage where there's only. Uh, uh, similar dharma or declining dharma. Yeah. So my teacher put it this way. If you are willing to learn the dharma, then it is always the, the period of right dharma. If you don't want to learn dharma, even in the Buddha's time, it is already declining dharma. Yeah. So uh, with respect to faculties, whether you are keen or dull, actually last time I'm I have shared before. I also have this question about myself, you know. Yeah. I also wonder, hey, do I have the sun gun? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, can you remember what I shared before? Yeah. If if you are, if you think that you are of keen faculty, oh, then you should take advantage of that and learn and can progress very quickly. If you think that you are dull faculty, then what are you waiting for? You're already behind people. You better study harder. <laughs> so either way, you must study. <laughs> hmm. This is how I, I cycle myself. Uh. <clears throat> so then there are those with good qualities and those with bad qualities. Yeah? Uh, 
so this can refer to the kind of uh, other aspects yeah, other aspects like your behavior uh, or whether you are energetic or not and so on yeah there are those who are easy to teach and those who are hard to teach yeah so in other suttas the buddha mentioned about a different kind of people yeah then he compared with uh, i think horse yeah sometimes he compared with elephant sometimes he, he compared with horse not that he looked down on us and think that we are like animal no? but it's that at that point in time he was talking to people who deal with horses yeah who deal with uh, elephants who are the people those kings yeah because why kings they make use of chariots yeah horse chariot elef- war elephant so when he talked to them with this ah they immediately oh yeah yeah true yeah there are different types of horses so the buddha said there are those horses uh the moment they hear the voice of the uh, the the uh, the owner yeah or they see the shadow ah uh, they immediately ready to go yeah there are those who if they hear they don't care you know they must see the owner then they then there are those after seeing the owner they still la, 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 la. the owner must show the whip then oh then the horse then there are those who the owner must whip then oh then there are those who after whipping still <laughs> so the buddha compare uh, different kinds so this is like those who are easy to teach and those who are hard to teach huh? see sifu come already oh, oh steady steady yeah some see sifu is still <laughs> okay and some who dwell seeing fear and blame in the other world yeah so this other world meaning uh, future life uh, future mm. life yeah in many suttas the other world refers to this world and other world then I replied to the Brahma Sahampati in stanzas Doreen after you finish writing then I replied to the Brahma Sahampati in stanzas open for them are the doors to the deathless let those with ears now show their faith thinking it would be troublesome O Brahma I did not speak the Dharma, subtle and sublime. Then the Brahma Sahampati taught, The blessed one has consented to my request that he teach the Dharma. And after paying homage to me, keeping me on the right, he thereupon departed at once. I considered tasked, To whom should I first teach the Dharma? Who will understand this Dharma quickly? It then occurred to me, Alara Kalama is wise, intelligent and discerning. He has long had little dust in his eyes. Suppose I taught the Dharma first to Alara Kalama. He will understand it quickly. Then deities approached me and said, Venerable Sir, Alara Kalama died seven days ago, and the knowledge and vision arose in me. Alara Kalama died seven days ago. I thought, Alara Kalama's loss is a great one. If he had heard this Dharma, he would have understood it quickly. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
So the first two person that the Buddha taught of was the two teachers who taught him uh, the deep levels of uh, concentration meditation, yeah, the formless meditation. So the first one was Alara Kalama. The second one was Udaka Ramaputta. Yeah. So at this point, uh, when he thought about it, ah, Alara Kalama is able to understand. But then, as he did so, then Devas is said to have come to him and then inform him, ah, Alara Kalama has already passed away seven days ago. Yeah. But at the same time, it is said that he also had this knowledge uh, in him arise, yeah, that ah, this person has already passed away. And Wilson has some questions. Hang on, pass him the mic. So, assuming that Alara Kalama passed away and he is in the Jhana heavens. Uh, no, he's not in the Jhana heavens. No, he's in the formless uh, heavens. Formless, heaven. uh, yes. that's the base of nothingness heaven, right? Yes. So, then Buddha can also interact with him, right? Mm. So, can also teach, what, right? Yeah. Good question. Yeah, so since these two teachers, later when you look at the at paragraph 23, you'll find that it's the same thing. Yeah, so these two teachers, they have already passed away. Now the two of them taught the Buddha uh, the way to attain up to the last two levels of the formless concentration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this last two level, because the four is So the last two. Now, um, why is it that when they have uh, passed away and reached that two levels, then the Buddha seems to say like, oh, cannot be done. Yeah. Yeah, so according to my teacher, his explanation is that when a person reached that uh, that state and get reborn there, the mind becomes so subtle, number one, the person is not able to do vipassana. Mm. The mind is almost in a state of stasis. Yeah? Just very bad level of, uh, of consciousness. Yeah? Because you must know, uh, the first level is kung uh, base of uh, infinite space. Second level, base of infinite consciousness. Third level, to get from second level formless to the third level formless, you must remove that infinite consciousness. So, third level is super subtle really. So, the mind is so subtle, it's not able to do discerning. Uh, vipassana is not possible. That's number one. Number two reason uh, given to us was uh, those in this level, huh, if you think that you are proud, you have not seen anything yet. Those who have reached this level, especially the uh, at that point is when he looked down, uh, literally in a way, uh, looked down on all the other realms, he's like, huh, I have attained to this very subtle concentration. What are you pursuing, man? Only I, ah, this this awareness, this is the real I. Uh, so they would have the wrong view and the pride. So it's not possible to be open to the teachings. 
So this is the reason given. And if you, and if you look at the other suttas, uh, the Buddha do go to the form world to teach, but not to the formless world. Mm. But there are also suttas that talk about the Buddha giving um, lessons to uh, arahants and bodhisattvas. Yeah? Wouldn't their mind would even be even subtler to the oh. point that there's no more mind already? No, no, no. Ara- uh, those who have attained arahanthood or those who are bodhisattva, uh, the difference between a discerning mind with wisdom uh, and that of the formless concentration is that the formless concentration is just that the activity becomes super, super, almost like a flat line. Whereas the other one is uh, there can still be activity. It's just that the activity that's laden with defilements is removed. So, meaning, uh, an enlightened being doesn't mean that an enlightened being's mind becomes blanker. Then you just sit there. Then when you offer food, you know, you just eat blankly. Mm. How is the food, Bante? Don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. Uh, so there's activity. There can still be activity, but with wisdom, but with, with wisdom and without that kind of attachment. So uh, the formless realm is flat line, but still not necessarily with wisdom, but yeah. with defilement. La. So yes. it's like flat line with defilement. Yes. Okay, Thank you, Scoot. So, uh, yeah, so for these two paragraphs, is is uh, similar. And one of the things from these two paragraphs is about the Buddha's uh, gratitude. Yeah, the Buddha's gratitude. Mm. Uh, the first two person that he think of is his teacher. Even though his teacher were not enlightened, even though his teacher didn't help him directly to attain enlightenment, but still out of gratitude, ah, hey, think about the teacher. Yeah. Later on, when others come and approach him, uh, like uh, Kalya, Kalyun, Kalyun, uh, what, uh, Malunkyat Putta. Uh, some of those from other schools come to challenge the Buddha. The Buddha managed to answer them, and so they want to become the Buddha's disciple. The Buddha's instructions to them was, you. Initially, he reject. Yeah. The third time when he was requested, the Buddha says, you. I will like. The Buddha will take you as a disciple only if you continue to serve your previous teacher. Uh, so in various places, you can see, uh, that's why last time I mentioned about how those who are enlightened, you can see from the enlightened beings, they are truly appreciative and grateful. You know? Mm. Uh, so it's a good idea that teacher, um, teacher will always start. Those not always stuck. Uh. Uh, it's still finite. Then they will be reborn, and then wait for conditions to. So we have to wait for Mitraya already. Uh. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Pseudo I consider thus: To whom should I first teach the Dharma? Who will understand this Dharma quickly? It then occurred to me. Udaka Ramaputta is wise, intelligent, and discerning. He has long had little dust in his eyes. 
Suppose I taught the Dharma first to Udaka Ramaputta, he will understand it quickly. Then Daitis approached me and said, Venerable Sir, Udaka Ramaputta died last night, <laughs> and the knowledge and vision arose in me. Udaka Ramaputta died last night, I thought. Udaka Ramaputta loss is a great one. If he had heard this Dharma, he would have understood it quickly. Thank you. Maybe one week, maybe yeah. get a one week earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Conditions, uh. Conditions. No condition. <clears throat> so, uh, who is next? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Anhui. I consider this, to whom should I teach I the Dharma? I consider thus to whom should I teach the Dharma who will understand this Dharma quickly it then occurred to me the monks of the group of five who attended upon me while I was engaged in my striving were very helpful should I taught the Dharma first suppose I taught the Dharma first to them then I taught where are the monks of the group of five now living and with the divine eye which is purified and surpasses the human I saw that they were living in Varanasi in the deer park in Isipatana. Thank you. Mm. So from the first two teachers, then he, uh, the next group was the five ascetics. Yeah, the five ascetics were his companion when he was practicing in uh, the, the forest of cultivators where they practice extreme ascetism. Yeah. So uh, notice that here it says uh, the monks of the group of five who attended upon me while I was engaged in my striving were very helpful. Yeah. So let's take a look. Note twenty-seven. These five monks attended on the Bodhisattva during his period of self-mortification, convinced that he would attain enlightenment and teach them the Dharma. However, when he abandoned his austerities and resumed taking solid food, they lost faith in him and deserted him, accusing him of reverting to luxury. Yeah, so this is uh, as have been described earlier. Yeah. So, uh, there's some background uh, commentary about this, that this five were actually sent by the king yeah, originally to uh, request for him to come back. Uh, but they failed and then they stayed on to attend to him. So supposedly these five are all five brothers and they were sent separately and each one failed, sent another one. And altogether five. Uh, my own side speculation uh, when they were sent by the king, uh, again, uh, speculation. If you are sent by the king to go and do something, if you fail, then you come back. <laughs> uh, the consequences may be, <laughs> so better stay there. <laughs> Don't come back. Don't come back until you succeed. Uh. Yeah, but it could have been that they were given instructions. If you cannot pursue it, then you stay there and help and attend to them. Uh, even before they were sent, they actually know the Buddha because they were actually, uh, from what I 
uh, read the, some of the ministers. So they actually know the Buddha beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so the, the footnote highlights that these five actually, when he, they see the Buddha taking solid food, they feel disheartened. Huh? Like, oh, after so many years, like five, six years, then you give up. So they abandon him. Yeah. And yet the Buddha thought, ah, they have been helpful. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> my, my teacher once said, like, uh, you never know, no? Uh, so you, sh- you should help each other. Yeah? Who knows? If you, if you actually going to help one person, later he's a person attain enlightenment, uh, uh, that person will think about you. <laughs> of course, you don't help people think, just hoping for that. Uh, okay? Uh, so, uh, Joey? Then months when I had stayed at the Uruvela as long as I chose, I set out to wander by stages to Varavanasi between, between Gaya, Gaya and the Bodhi, the Ajivaka Upaka, saw me on the road and said, Friend, your, facu- your faculties are clear. The color of your skin is pure and bright. Under whom have you gone for, friend? Who is your teacher? Whose Dhamma do you profess? I replied to the Ajivaka Upaka in stanzas. Thank you. Yeah, so, <coughs> before he uh, reached Varanasi, uh, along the way, he stayed at Uruvela. Uh, if you go to India, uh, near to Bhutaya, uh, there's still this place called Uruvela. Yeah? Uh, and you notice this conversation between Ajivaka, Upaka, uh, and the Buddha. The, this person, Ajivaka, referred to the Buddha as friend. Yeah, as friend. Uh, why is this so? Because the uh, Buddha is known as the Buddha describing his awakening. As Buddhists, we recognize the Buddha's awakening. So we refer to him as the Buddha. But at that point in time, just this is just, uh, just days after his uh, enlightenment, should be weeks already. Yeah, because for... for 49 days after his enlightenment, he spent seven weeks uh, doing seven reflections. Yeah? Uh, so by, th- by now, he has already uh, left the place he attained enlightenment. And when he encountered people, the comment is, friend, your faculties are clear. The color of your skin is pure and bright. Yeah? Uh, so in some, some of the movies, right, before he attained enlightenment, he, they, they show his face. After he attained enlightenment, they just in place in this place where right, just show a bright light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there are some of this way of presenting it. So you can imagine, you know, people walk around, then they say, "Wow, this person this person looks different." You know. Uh, so then, upon which he further asked, "Under whom have you gone forth, friend?" Uh, who is your teacher? Hmm. Whose Dharma do you profess? Uh, so whose teaching are you currently uh, advocating? Are you currently learning and teaching? Uh, and the Buddha replied to Ajiva, Ajivaka Upaka in stanzas. Uh, 
I am the one who has transcended all, a knower of all, unsalken among all things, renouncing all, by craving, seizing free, having known this all for myself, to whom should I point as teacher? I have no teacher, and one like me, exists nowhere in all the world, with all its devans, because I have no person for my counterpart. For I am the Arahant in the world. I am the teacher supreme. I alone am a perfectly enlightened one, whose fires are quenched and extinguished. I go now to the city of Kasi to set in motion the wheel of Dharma. In a world that has become blind, I go to beat the drum of the deathless. Thank you. <coughs> Hiya. If you encounter someone who, <laughs> who make this statement, yeah, yeah man. Uh, this is the lion's roar. In the Buddha, Buddhism, we call lion's roar. I am one who has transcended all, a knower of all, unsullied among all things, renouncing all, by craving, seizing, freed. So, by seizing one's craving, yeah, is one freed. Yeah. Having known this all for myself, to whom should I point as teacher? Mm. So, Wu Si Zi Wu, this statement here. Yeah. Although he had teachers before that about the formless concentration, his awakening is not through anybody else. Uh. So, if you ever have anyone come and tell you that, oh, uh, actually the Buddha's enlightenment uh, is from this. You're just okay. Thank you very much for your opinion. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's just an opinion. I have no teacher, and one like me exists nowhere in all the world. In the, uh, uh, I think it's Hong Yi Da Shi. Some of the Buddhist songs, Tian Shang Tian Xia, Wu Ru Fu. This is from here. So sometimes when we, uh, when we are exposed to the Chinese Mahana tradition, uh, one of the crit- criticism is that I have a lot of the, like let's say the chanting, the ceremony, or even the songs, seems like you don't know where you get it from. But actually, they are either directly inspired by the sutta, or literally the whole verse is actually from the sutta. It's just that the tune is being added. Yeah. So here. I have no teacher and no one like me exists nowhere in all the world. Now, throughout the whole world, only he is the Buddha. With all his devas, yeah, in all the world, with all his devas. Now, this is a common phrase that uh, also exists. Yeah, in the world, with all his devas, maras, princes and kings and so on. Why? Because I have no person for my counterpart. Yi mm. uh, there's no one who is his peer. Yeah. For I am the Arahant in the world, and the teacher supreme. I alone am a perfectly enlightened one, whose fires are quenched and extinguished. So fires here refers to the fires of craving and clinging. Yeah. This, this being quenched, then suffering do not arise. Yeah. I go now to the city of Kasi to set in motion the will of Dharma. 
in a world that has become blind, I go to beat the drum of the deathless. Yeah. This is uh, such a... You can imagine, eh? Uh, metaphorical, right? The wheel of Dharma. Yeah, yeah. It's yes, it's <laughs> metaphorical. The description here, yeah, uh, considering that the Buddha was uh, someone from the warrior clan, yeah, when he made this statement, it, it is like a parallel to a warrior marching to another place, you know, yeah, uh, to, to, to uh, declare, yeah, to declare something. Uh, and here, I go to beat the drum of the deathless. Yeah, not, not drum of war, but the drum of the deathless. To, to wake up everybody. Wake up! <laughs> Wake up now. <laughs> yeah. Serene? By your claims, friend, you ought to be the universal victor. The victors are those like me who have won the destruction of tens. I have vanquished all evil states. Therefore, Upaka, I'm a victor. Mm, thank you. Yeah, so the by your claims, friend, uh, this is said by Upaka. So he, uh, Upaka then uh, addressed the Buddha saying, you ought to be the universal victor. Yeah. The Buddha, hey, yeah. So sometimes people ask the question, like, have this idea. Because the Buddha teach no self, right? So then no self, so you cannot say I am a... Yeah, but here the translation, the Buddha actually uses the word I. Yeah. So conventionally the Buddha would sometimes also use the terms like you and so on and so forth, you I and so on. But huh, the difference is he don't have the wrong view of a permanent unchanging I. Nor is does he has the attachment to such a view or attachment to the aggregates as I. Yeah. But conventionally he just uses it. Use the term. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Serene, would you like to continue? When this was said, the Ajivaka Upaka said, May it be so, friend, shaking his head. He took a bypath path and departed. Mm, thank you. Uh, so, from, from the earlier line, it may seem like he is praising the Buddha, but from this second part, then you know that the earlier statement was like, from what you say, uh, you should be a universal victor, no? So the first statement was actually a disbelief, like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we can see from the later part, yeah, his reply was, may it be so. So it, it's like basically saying, okay, whatever you say, <laughs> you say so shaking then, okay, his head. Uh, then he's shaking his head <laughs> and he took a bypath yeah. so this description of a bypath uh, has has two levels huh? one level is the Buddha was walking towards the city of Kasi to give teachings so instead of that he take a different path so literally he took a different path meaning that he's not going to go and listen to the teachings then metaphorically, the Buddha is on the Noble Eightfold Path. So he don't take Noble Eightfold Path. 
Yeah, so there's these two levels here. Uh, this part is quite interesting. Yeah, and he and departed. So from here you must consider. Many people uh, would ask Sufu, and I think almost all monks and nuns get asked this question. Uh, Sufu, so are you enlightened? <laughs> huh? mm. uh, most people want to look for an Arahant, uh, a Buddha or a Bodhisattva to be the teacher. Yeah? But you see this person, this person is the first human being to encounter the Buddha. But <laughs> Buddha in front of you also. Yeah. But uh, if a person declares to you that he is enlightened, you shouldn't just take that person's word for it also. Or usually you may hear uh, reports. Yeah. Or this person's <coughs> disciple make a claim saying that, oh, wow, you are so fortunate. Wow, you can come and see my teacher. My teacher is enlightened. Uh. Wow, what? what. Uh, you shouldn't take the word for it as well. Yeah? You should respectfully go and listen to the teachings and see whether it is worthy of a person who is enlightened. Uh. Uh, but you may then think, well, how, how do I know whether it is enlightened or not? Uh, very simple uh, measurement. Does, does the teaching conform to the Buddha's teaching in terms of declaring that conditioned phenomena are impermanent, that uh, attachment to this leads to suffering, and that being impermanent and uh, subject to suffering, there's no inherent self, there's no self uh, that can be found, uh, and that Nibbana is the ultimate goal, ultimate bliss. Yeah. All all Buddhist teachers must accept this. Yeah. Now, last thing is, uh, there are many accounts within the Buddhist history where the teacher is not enlightened. But as long as the teaching that is given is correct, the student end up becoming enlightened. Uh, so don't worry if Sufu is not enlightened. Because the teaching, is, as long as the teaching is correct, it can be enlightened. Uh. Upaka knows Neil Xiaowen knows sorry after that sorry <laughs> no wasted <laughs> wasted uh. so first person and first human to meet him Liao Chong okay we have one minute left uh, any questions <coughs> yes Jia Ling <laughs> 12 links uh, the links Going round the consciousness, that one. Going round the consciousness, that one. Uh, hang on. Uh. Ah. So far is the question. Yeah, but what, what's the question you have? I have a question. Go back in time. I look for it. Uh-huh. Okay, there's one section, okay, uh-huh. there's this part, the name and form, consciousness, name and form. There's yeah. one portion for right. Ignorance is always of grace. Uh-huh. That's my explanation. Uh. Yeah, I'm trying to find the number to fit in. Find the number to fit in. Like, because I don't really understand, so uh. I'm trying to fit in numbers. <coughs> which 
Make it work. Make it work. Okay. So, uh, I think I think you you did send me a a, a picture huh, that you drew. Then you show me huh. So this page and the next page. Oh. So. Uh, This is not related to what you just asked. Ignorance is... Okay, so... <coughs> ignoring this part... Uh, do, you, uh, do you remember Sifu highlighting that ignorance is not just at the first link? Throughout all the 12 links, there is ignorance involved. Can you understand that? Then that's that's the important thing about the ignorance being everywhere, ma. But I need to put it in trend. You need to put in where? Like the number this one I put in. In this section here. Ah, five to twelve. Ah. So so it's already here already, ma? No. The, this section here because in words you say this section here. Uh-huh. Five to twelve is I put in and so I need to verify if it's correct. I thought I did I really verify with you. No, that was another part. This is for the 24 notes. And this was the 17. So, 24, on the 24th, I explained... Huh? For the 24th notes. Mm. That day, Chinese New Year one is on the 17th. Uh-huh. Then this is the... 24th. Uh. 24th. Okay. Um. Go back, go back. So, Emma, you show me what you want to ask. That will be the question. Then the But for the 24th, I'm explaining the same diagram. Right? Yes. So, what is there? But because difference? this time around, you're talking about this to here, here to this. But I suppose you are trying to say that. I assume, I think, uh, that time you were trying to say that ignorance is prevalent here. Uh-huh. Then. Okay, so. Uh, so. Sorry. You all need to try to follow. Uh. <coughs> you all may want to just come up very quickly. Um, the paper. Uh, Why is it that now it says them and form is condition for consciousness? Yeah. So this section here. So who has the original? Oh. So this section here. Ignorance is always occurring. Yeah. In fact, when I say this section here, I was just explaining certain parts, but. I've always, uh, no, ignorance is almost perpetual, yeah. So, all over the place, ignorance is always arising. It's just that, in the, this is a schematic view of the twelve links. So, in a schematic view, then you break it down into the active component. So, it's just like I give the example of a cooking class. First, you give you list out all the ingredients. But then, 
when you look at the ingredients in terms of the recipe, then step one, let's say cooking, uh, you want to cook rice, okay? You need rice cooker, you need water, you need rice. Uh, what else? That's all, huh? It's very simple, three. So, step one, put the rice into the, oh, you need another, maybe, maybe a, 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 a basin, yeah? Or a bowl to wash the rice. So at that point in time, does it mean that there's no rice cooker? Rice cooker is still there, table. Yeah, but it's just that now it's not the active ingredient. So then you wash. Then after washing, you drain. Then you put some more water. Then you put it into the rice cooker. Uh, so then after that, you say press the power button for the rice cooker. At that point, does it mean that the rice you throw away? The rice is already inside, but you don't mention it because now the active step is pressing the rice cooker. So similarly, this whole sequence, at each stage, it doesn't mean that there's only ignorance. Yeah, actually, when ignorance arises, it is with the, there's five aggregates. Uh, when there's volition, karma, action, yeah, there's also five aggregates together with ignorance. Now this is the key thing here. And so this line statement here, this section here, ignorance is always occurring. Uh, to be very honest, huh? I also don't know which is the this section here that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, because uh, but let's look at the front and back. So the front part, name and form, is a condition for six and space. So should be between these two here. So one, two, three, four. Between three and four, then ignorance is always occurring. This is not the first ignorance that exists somewhere in the distance. Yeah. Why is so, ignorance always occurring? Because we are not enlightened. <laughs> yeah. But there's a proper, the proper answer to this is mm -hmm. that uh, there is a condition for ignorance also. Mm -hmm. the, the three things. To arrive. Uh, the three things. Taint of uh, taint, no, not tantans, taint of uh, sensuality, taint of being, taint of ignorance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So ignorance is self, uh, self, what do you call it? Self perpetuating. Yeah. Yeah. So because of these three as a condition, then new ignorance arises. Mm. Uh, so, mm. uh, uh, yeah. To be, I mean, I have to be frank. Uh, uh, this section here can be can be referring to this part. Can be referring to this section here as well. Because time and again, I, I mentioned about how. Or it can, can be from three all the way to here, yeah. Because here is very clear that ignorance is arising, but here, yeah, three can be three to twelve also, because all the way is actually arising, oh. yeah. Then the highlight here is that for this section, the highlight is this is not the first ignorance that exists somewhere in the distance. So this is not the first ignorance that arises somewhere in the distance. Yeah, ignorance is almost perpetual. Yeah. While there's ignorance, can there be ignorance arising by itself? Uh, I, I just said right, exactly the same thing. Huh? Yeah. So sometimes listening to my talk can be quite boring because I keep repeating the same thing. <coughs> uh, but <laughs> I like to... So the key in a way, is just that there's no original ignorance. Uh. There's no original ignorance. Then, mm. then this whole practice is to remove ignorance, is yeah. to remove... The arising of new ignorance. It's just the new ignorance. Of yeah. Uh, the past ignorance already arises and ceases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cannot do anything about that. 
if I get enlightened even at this moment, the the all the things that I've done during this lifetime was still some somewhat something was still some five aggregates. Some that has already yeah. been set in motion. Yeah. Uh like the famous example, Venerable mm. Angulimala, mm. he has to face the consequences, he has to face it. Uh, the difference is you would have that uh that 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 wisdom and uh resilience to face it. In the scenario he painted, for Venerable Angulimala, yes, no more ignorance. So the difference is when they face with difficult circumstances, they do not then further create new problems. So can I just push this a bit more? On Angulimala, so I'm pretty sure there will be a hell bean, right? That will arise because of the deeds that he has done. No. There's no hell bean. No. It's very specifically, if you look at the yeah. the the sutta for mm. the called Angulimala sutta, sutta, right at the end, then uh, Venerable Angulimala went yeah. to see the Buddha. Yes. And he, although he he is able to face it, but he still had this question, like, eh, I thought already attained Arahant. Why is this still happening? Yeah. So the Buddha told him, for the evil that he has done, he has killed a lot of people. No? Yes. He is supposed to experience. Uh, much pain in the lower realms for a long, long time. Mm. Now he's only experiencing a fraction of it. So the Buddha <laughs> counseled him saying, bear with it, Brahmin, bear with it. Oh, so mm. meaning um, the being that is in the hell or in the lower realms, why, why, would that be why a, do you say bear, bear with it? Bear with what? Bear with the pain. Because pain. Venerable Angula Milmala haven't died, uh-huh. went to see the Buddha. Uh-huh. So while he's alive, he see the Buddha. Then the Buddha tell him, Brahmin, bear with it, Brahmin. Oh, as a human, yeah, the as pain that suffers as a human. Uh, yes, ah, I see. that pain is just a fraction of what he's supposed to be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And this, therein lies the clue. Mm-hmm. The distinction in Buddhism is not that, oh, you join a certain club, then Buddha protect you. It is through your own wisdom and um, that that all the faculties are mm. that you don't connect in an unwholesome way with your unwholesome actions anymore mm. so even when they arise and ripen you don't connect it cannot fully ripen it just mm, then okay mm. yeah. yeah the example i gave uh, yeah. earlier yeah. is just like all of us have our own personal library some mm. good books some bad books yeah, problem is we have a habit of opening the good books to read. <laughs> yeah, so enlightened ones, the good books and bad books are still there, but they don't go and open the bad books anymore. Mm. So for Arhant mm. and the last life, once they pass away, they are not interested in reading books anymore. Yeah, Bodhisattvas continue to open the books. Yeah but not with our usual way of opening the books, mm. not with attachment anymore. No? Okay. Mm. So, ignorance arises within the five aggregates, so it means that over here, there's also name and form. Uh, so over here, referring to, con- uh, wait, let me see. Uh. Over here, over the consciousness, so over here, uh, let me see, Consciousness, then name and form. 
so the, 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 there's also name and form uh, so over here this area also there's name and form over here there's also name and form so it should be over here over here at the point above here there's also na name and form yeah mind body in other words yeah so over here when you are driven by ignorance then you act while you are acting there's also name and form yeah so this is why these two are mutually supporting each other yes uh, uh, is, there, is there some school of thought saying that the name and form uh, do not consist of uh, consciousness? Uh, am I right to say that uh, Nama uh, uh, soul consciousness is considered part of the uh, name and form? Uh, should be considered part of the name and form. I would, I would consider it to be part of the name and form. Doesn't contain the consciousness. That's what I'm saying, that in the name and form, uh, it should comprise, because name and form is the general term for mind and body, which encompasses everything. Yeah, encompasses everything. Nikaya definition. Because in the 12 links, they do define what is name, what is form. But inside the name and form, the name is only include the three of attributes. Oh, is it? Yeah, consciousness is like what you said is over here. So it doesn't include. If you want, I can give you the link. Send me the link. Wait, is it Sutta or the notes to Sutta? Yeah, what is Nama? Nama is Nama. Send to me, send to me. No, so it's in the notes. Both, both. So in the Sutta itself, the main text. Yes. Oh, that's so that wouldn't have been good. I think I sent to you. How come don't send to me? So they were discussing this all right there according to what the Nikaya said. Oh. Then I sent to me, then we can discuss further. Can can put inside a group chat. Okay. Yeah. But typically when we say Nama Rupa, we we actually encompass everything. Yeah. We usually encompass everything. but we can look at the Look at the Nikaya, look at the text. Which Nikaya is it? Sanyuta Nikaya. It's the analysis of the... Namarupa. Namarupa Vibhanga. Okay, can take a look. Yeah. Then we can look at the...
can discuss. Then they reinforce by the note saying that it's only three activities. Okay. Okay. So send it to me. So pending pending that Nikaya, if the Nikaya, I will agree with Nikaya, huh? cannot disagree with Nikaya. Huh? Yeah. Just to double confirm, this is uh. 1 and 2, and the other one is 11 and 12. As I, as I said, huh, now you ask me over here, over there, huh? when I'm explaining, I'm pointing here, but now if you ask me, I cannot tell you definitely the over here, over there refers to number what, number what. A bit difficult, uh. yeah. And uh, the the explanation itself is not limited to uh, how do I put it? That when I explain and I point to you, you have to remember. <laughs> <laughs> now, now when you put it into a transcript, uh, uh, a bit a bit hard for me to point to you exactly which one is it. Yeah. Oh. Any other uh, questions about this? But in summary of all these twelve, basically yes. what the Buddha said is just to just target this this thing, right? This number one, right? The ignorance. Um, is there a specific chain uh, in this? I mean, link in this chain that we should focus our efforts on? Well, we always say that uh, removing ignorance, then the whole chain break down. Mm. But as far as the twelve links is concerned. Uh, over the point where uh, craving and clinging is concerned, this is the part. Yeah. So uh, we usually work on the the, the 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 point where you experience feelings when you have the exposure or contact with the world. This is where you can actually severe it. Yeah. But so when it says guard the senses, not block the senses, yes. right? But technically, uh, based on this link, blocking the senses does also work, right? No. No. Uh. No. Because blocking doesn't mean you that... You remove two. Uh. Why yeah. wouldn't... But uh, the non-arising of I mm. is not because you block two. It's because there's no warming when you have show. So if you just block it here, mm. then... But you never remove ignorance, right? Mm. Then... Uh, when the conditions arise. When there are conditions for you to have two again, ignorance will still step in. Then number two, if you say guard the senses, uh, you can block the five first five senses. But how about the mind? Uh, or how about the mind? And ultimately, it's still uh, removing ignorance. Otherwise, unless you just disappear. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. Uh, no. Any other questions? About the traveling. So, short of uh, a bit of blasphemous, uh, um, uh, it always appears to me that the monastic way and the vinayas are uh, so strict, right? Uh, it's in a way uh, a way to block, to reduce the fertile ground for new defilements, right? Um, yeah, it, it definitely helps. It definitely helps, helps in removing the conditions yeah. for tools. So. But uh, it's not about. Uh, se severing contact. Mm. Yeah. It's not about severing. Yes. Okay. okay. Understood. Oh. Really. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> okay. Put our palms together.
愿消三障诸烦恼，愿消三障诸烦恼，愿得智慧真明了，愿得智慧真明了，普愿罪障悉消除，普愿罪障悉消除，世世常行菩萨道，世世常行菩萨道，阿弥陀佛，阿弥陀佛，起立。